Well, that's as best as I could come for yet another episode of Emo Say What? That's right. Emo Say What? I was just trying to make up some kind of a theme, theme song for you. And obviously, I kind of immensely failed. But hopefully, in due time, when I increase the technology that I'm using for these podcasts, increases... Hey, guess what's going to increase? The quality of the theme songs, the quality of the guests, which I have none at the moment, and the quality of how this whole thing goes about. And hopefully you'll tell your friends about it and you'll go, hey, look, it's just some guy that's yammering on and on and on and on for about 25 minutes to a half hour. And hopefully as the technology increases and the show gets better and we have more things to talk about, we'll go for longer, maybe an hour. But right now, I'm just going to keep it at a half hour show because I think that's all I've got to say. And, uh, you know, I'll just keep it there. So this week's subject is, or topic is, da 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 golfing. That's right. And basically, like I said last, in the last episode, not golfing in the sense of, oh, you know, you should keep your head down and keep your eye on the ball and blah, 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 blah. You know, that kind of thing. Not talking about technique. Kind of using golfing as an analogy or kind of, you know, analogous to, like, life, right? I mean... Some of the things that we tend to forget when we go from our day-to-day grinding days is that sometimes you have to take life with a grain of salt or maybe in stride or maybe one step at a time. So that's kind of what I'm talking about. Like if, if anybody's played golf, and for those of you who haven't played golf, I recommend you go and watch Robin Williams' description of golf and how it came about. Because not only is it hilarious, but it just gives you an insight of human human thought process, right? Because let's face it, golf is hitting a small white ball around acres and acres of land and trying to get it straight. And we will spend time and money on trying to get that ball straight as possible so that we can get it in the hole at the amount of required strokes. So this is what I find so interesting. I was lucky enough to actually go golfing last week with uh, an, an older gentleman who kind of had that laissez-faire kind of attitude. You know, he was, he was his, care, his wife's caregiver and so on. She kind of felt bad that he couldn't get out of the house. So she said, no, go, go ahead, go play, you know, a half hour, you know, go, go and do some golf, right? So as we're playing, he's going, you know, like he would move his ball around, you know, or he'd place it, you know. But the, the, the key thing that he was trying to pass along to me, at least I felt, was that, you know, it sometimes it's not the methodology. And like he said, we're not in the PGA. Like, who cares, right? The amount of money that some people will spend on side things, like, people have goals in their lives. If you focus on that goal and you keep working towards that, that goal and keep working towards it and focus on it, eventually you will reach that goal. There's no doubt in my mind, right? The thing is, sometimes we get sidetracked. And for a person like myself, <clears throat> excuse me, for a person like myself, who is easily distracted with the uh, little piece of tinfoil on a string, it's very difficult for me. It's even more 
like I even have to concentrate even that much more to keep myself on track. So there are times when I get, you know, discouraged that my music career is not going like it should. And why are these guys playing all these festivals and I'm not and yada, 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 right? But just like golf, it's one stroke at a time. And one stroke at a time will, some, will get you there. I mean, even if you've never played golf, you can do 18 holes, no problem. The difference is someone who's played golf before and is really well at, good at it, might do a round of golf in four hours. And someone who is not so good and in so many strokes, someone who's not so good, might do the same course in maybe six hours and a whole lot more strokes. But you have to keep in mind that, you know, you just keep hitting towards that hole. Keep on, you know, taking those strokes that put you closer and closer and closer. Don't ever look at something as a setback. Sometimes, I know when I was young, when I was early on in my career, I had a record producer, and some people might know him. Um, his name was Bernie Feinstein. And he owned True North Records. And at the time, he was just releasing records for like Bruce Colburn and, um, let me see, Carol Pope. And, uh, you know, who had put out, uh, the name of the group was Rough Trade. <clears throat> and they just put out High School Confidential, and they were a big hit. My manager at the time was uh, Jack Morrow, who was also the manager for Jim Carrey and for Teenage Heads. If you're into Canadian rock scene of the past, you'll know who those guys are. Personally, I couldn't, I, 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 in some extent, I kind of think that maybe I hurt myself in a career mode um, because I couldn't stand Jim Carrey. He was like, he, I just couldn't stand him. And so anytime he was coming in or he came in, I would have the secretary kind of warn me or the receptionist would warn me so that I could either finish up my meeting with Jack and move on or just kind of like minimum contact. You know what I'm talking about? Because I really couldn't stand him. And I was afraid that I was going to maybe affect my career at the time or maybe, you know, I just didn't want to have anything to do with him, right? So, but I didn't want to be around him and inadvertently say something that, you know, at the time he, he was, he wasn't a big star at that time. He was doing, you know, theater downtown. He was doing the comedy joints all over town, mostly for free. You know, he was working also, I think a daytime job, if I remember correctly. But, you know, if I would have put my feelings aside and maybe it would have been deceptive, who knows? I'm not sure, and, and I, have, I have problems like that. If, if I communicate with you and I talk with you and I hang out with you, it means I like you, right? If I don't, then I don't, right? There, there are reasons for that. Like, I'm not the type of person who will be a friend to someone uh, to advance my cause, you know, where there are people like that out there all over the place who they'll buddy up to you and they'll be friends to you just to advance their, you know, their cause, right? If you listen to the last episode, you know what I'm talking about. Um, so, you know, if I were to put my feelings aside and maybe palled up with him and got really in tight with him and really became a good friend, because at that time, 
he was he you know I was I was doing more than he was and it might have helped me later on he could have opened doors for me down the line right but I've never been that kind of a guy I've never been someone who will you know be your friend for ulterior motives if I'm your friend and I like you I think you got some good qualities and you know I'll be there for you. you you need to move I'll be I'll be I'll be there for you you know um, anyway getting back to the analogy of golf I mean it's the same thing right it's those little strokes here and there that help you advance towards the hole you know um, and it all depends how much challenge you want to handle and how much you you know because I mean like I said people will spend thousands of dollars to become a better golfer but for for what like I mean if you're if you're not unless you're in the PGA if you're a shitty golfer or you're a really good golfer either way it doesn't matter because nobody nobody really cares the only time they care is when you become in the PGA and that that's probably true with all other facets of of occupations or life like myself I'm in music I I tend to try to get you know nominated or try to get you know into awards and get you know people recognition that way because then when you're booking a, a, a gig you know you can say oh award winner or nominated for you know that gives you a little bit more clout right than the guy next to you so we're all doing something to get better but that's just the point is you have to one stroke at a time always try to keep on pushing towards that goal and keep on moving forward because I mean sometimes you never know where that you know that lucky shots gonna come out of you and you're actually gonna get a hole-in-one and when you do achieve that when that does happen believe me it is the sweetest thing in the world and you don't want to do anything else for the rest of the day although if you're on a golf course you have to move on and go to the next hole even though you just made this incredible shot and made a hole in one I've only had that happen to myself once once and uh, let me tell you it was during a tournament which was even sweeter and it was actually quite humorous I teed off and we were trying to decide because it was kind of like a scramble you had to use each player had to use their shot at least three times you had to use each player's shot three times right uh, you know what I'm saying like and and it was just it was just so funny because I shot and we're all kind of going well where's my ball they we figured mine had went the furthest and everybody else was kind of short of the hole so we figured okay we'll use mine and everybody the four of us were all around looking for the ball well one guy was just creative enough or curious enough I'm not sure that he decided he'd look in the hole and he goes found it and I said you found what he says I found your ball I said, where is it he says it's in the cup it's in the hole and it was just uh, it, I mean you know I can't explain the feeling I had but that goes to show how much self self-doubt I had oh hang on sorry about that little technical difficulty there microphone fell out but it goes to show how much self-doubt I had that I some golfers they would tee off 
and they would walk from the tee right to the hole and go, there's my ball. But the majority of us would spend our time looking all around the hole and never bother to look in the hole to see, hey, that's where the ball went, right? So I guess when I say, when I talk about golf, golf is just like life. It has to be one stroke at a time. It has to be something that you kind of enjoy the journey. You keep on pushing through. You don't, it, even though you have a few little side tracks or you land in the rough or you land in the sand trap, it doesn't mean the game is over. It doesn't mean that that's it. You have to keep on pushing through and you have to keep on seeing the beauty and the joy of each and every day. And, and I'm, very, I'm very apprehensive about using the word joy, right? Because in my head, when someone says, you got to see the beauty and the joy of it, all I can see is, is prancing ballet people bouncing around, you know, what I'm, you know what I'm saying? You know, the fairy, fairy tale people, blah, 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 kind of thing, bouncing around. And that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about that each and every day that you get up, you're on the right side of the grass, okay? You know, and you have to keep on seeing that every day is, there's a tomorrow. You know, like, I mean, every day and you shouldn't let things, I mean, sometimes we take things way too serious. People ask me, how come, how come I just kind of like cruise through life? I don't cruise through life. I mean, yeah, I have my sad times from time to time. But I live in the moment. I live now, today, right now. What are we doing right now, right? But people go, well, how do you plan for the future? I'll take it as it comes because I can't plan as the future. I can do all the planning in the world, right? And then walk out my front door and get run over by a bus. And I know that's kind of a morbid thought, but it's true, right? So each day that you get up, when you put your feet down on the ground, look at your feet and go, okay, one foot's bad, one foot's good. And I know there's kind of a weird kind of process to do this, but the way I look at it is you have a 50-50 chance you're going to have a good day and a 50-50 chance you're going to have a bad day. And the thing that determines whether or not you're going to have a good or a bad day is how you decide you're going to have your day. When I get up in the morning, I'm going to have an okay day. I'm not saying I'm going to have a fantastic day. I'm not saying that I'm going to meet, you know, these marvelous people or anything like that. It's going to be a good day. Because number one, I got up. And number two, I'm moving on, right? So each day, each day you get up, each day you, uh, and I understand, you got to go to work, you got to work. But don't let the, the crap from the outside come in, you know, and destroy what you have. You have to realize that everything that comes in from the outside is exactly that. It's from the outside. Just deal with it as it is. Someone comes to you and says, hey, this is what's happening. Okay, have enough confidence in yourself and enough ability in yourself to go, all right, well, so what are we going to do? You know, and I know it's kind of just a, a pluralistic or, you know, kind of a, a real vague kind of way of saying things. 
But I, I see too many people who are so caught up in being, I don't know, sad, I guess. It's, uh, but so caught up in, in what Facebook has to say or what this has to say or what, you know. I mean, you look at the news and it's always negative, right? They're not reporting good things. They're just reporting the shit and the crap that they can find on the road. And most of the time... I would say about 90% of the news people are just lazy, right? It takes work to go out and find the good stories. It takes a lot of hard work to go out and find the good stories. So when it comes to news, you ain't got... The guys that are at the top are usually the ones that when they were younger had the ambition and the tenacity to go after a story that nobody wanted to because it involved work. Work comes in all kinds of different forms, right? I'm not, anytime you mention to someone work, they think of, you know, a ditch, a shovel, and dirt. No. Work is something that you decide you're going to go after. And sometimes, if it's something you have a lot of passion for, work is a real bad name to call it. Because lots of times, you actually have the passion for it. And you're loving what you're doing. It's not work at all. You're just being, you know, whether it's being investigative or maybe you like doing this or that, you know. But don't let other people, you know, piss on your parade. Because, hey, whether it's being a couch potato or, or doing this or another thing, that's fine. That's your choice, you know, that if that's what you want to do. And that there's nothing wrong with that. It's perfectly fine. But enjoy the fact that you've gotten up in the morning. Enjoy the fact that you've, you're relishing the day. And, I mean, like in golf, you keep on doing it over and over and over again. It will become a habit. So when you get up in the morning, for the first while, might be the first six months, who knows? I don't know. You'll say, okay, today I'm going to have a good day. Not a great day, a good day. I'm thankful for the fact that I woke up on the right side of the grass. I'm going to move on. Right? You do that one day. You do that two days. You do that three days, four days, five days, and you move on. Right? Well, then, you know, eventually, every morning you get up, not a problem, because now it's become a habit. Right? I mean, my better half doesn't understand how, when the alarm goes off, I bounce out of bed. She goes, how do you do that? I'm like, i got to get up. I'm done sleeping. Now I'm up. There's no reason to lay there and, uh, i got to get up. Uh, try it. If you bounce out of bed as soon as your alarm gets off, goes off, I don't think you're going to have a bad day because now you've already geared yourself up for that energy to do stuff. And that can be the same thing in your work. You know, it doesn't matter what job you have, whether you're the CEO or you're the garbage collector. It has no difference. Every job has the required elements in it. That's politics, drama, and bullshit. And let's face it, it doesn't matter what you do. There's always going to be politics, drama, and bullshit. Because there's always someone there who doesn't know 
your formula for having a good day, right? And they're miserable. So they have to make other people miserable so they have someone they can complain with in the lunchroom. If I don't complain, I have kind of, I have no friends. You know, when I go on to a new work site, it's kind of hilarious, you know, in a sense. And I know this is kind of, kind of pathetic and kind of mean in a way. I can go on to any job site, and if you listen for a bit, you'll know what the, what the scuttlebutt is about what the bitch of the day is, right? And if you hear it, then you bring in some new information, or you bring in, or you throw in some, a new ball. And within seconds, okay, I don't know, let's say, for instance, they're going to do a restructuring, or let's say, for instance, they're going to do, uh, they're hiring a new manager, you know? As soon as you jump into that conversation, and it's negative, not positive, you now have your friends at work, right? I'm not saying you have to keep them. I'm just saying you become accepted because, oh, okay, yeah, he agrees with us. It's kind of human nature, sad, I know. But as long as you remember not to take that negativity to heart, when I do it, I usually do it just so I can get involved and get to know the people that are around chatting. As soon as I've got my information, you know, I know their names or whatever, I usually will walk out of the conversation and, and go about my work. But then when I need to get in touch with these people or, you know, talk to them, they're there. So you have to remember, sometimes you have to go and play golf in the rough in order to get better on the fairway. And sometimes you have to land in the sand trap to learn how to do pitching a little bit better. So, you know, my analogy of golf with life, it's very simplistic. It's not a big, you know, epiphany. It's not something that you're going to take to the bank. But just remember that each day is one stroke at a time. And you'll get closer and closer to your goals, whatever they might be. But remember that try to keep your, your shots and so on and so forth. As you go through life, keep your shots in the fairway. Try to practice so that you, your swing, so you can bring it in. And make sure that you're aiming at the right targets. And don't let the small things like the rough and the sand trap and the water hazards detract from the ultimate goal because there's going to be those every day of the week they're going to be there all the time it doesn't matter it doesn't matter if you are uh, you know like a professional or not those sand traps those roughs and those water hazards will always be there it's a variable that you have to deal with every day and if you deal with them thinking it's destroying you, it will. Don't give them the power. You're the one with the power. You're the player. You're the golfer. So remember, when you go into it, the more you practice, the better you'll get. So the more you practice springing out of bed and saying, I'm going to have a good day, not a great day, a good day today, the more it will happen and the more it will come to be. And the more people will want to be around you. Because let's face it, there's not a hell of a lot of us that don't that want to be around negative people, right? 
So, you know, I've chatted on through 23, 24 minutes here. I just want to say thank you for tuning in. I hope you tune in next Tuesday. And please remember, if you're listening to this, leave comments on what you think, number one. Number two, leave a comment for topics of, of you know, subjects for the future, you know, topics of what you want to hear on this podcast. I'm always open for anything. And, you know, just let me know how you're thinking about it. I appreciate the comments I've already received. I really appreciate people listening. Spread it around. Make other people listen to it. Uh, send links to your friends and so on. I would totally appreciate it. You want to follow me on Twitter? I cause a lot of crap on there. Let me tell you something. Follow me on Twitter at Country Music Emo, and you won't be disappointed. Remember, when I do a lot of the stuff online with Twitter, it's usually just to be a part of the conversation. Remember I was telling you about that at work, about the new manager, and, oh, yeah, that guy's no good, or that guy's good, or this guy, whatever. I never take anything with me. I always leave it online because it's where it belongs. Thank you very much for tuning in. And remember, you're listening to Emo What? And remember to follow me on Twitter at Country Music Emo. That's Country Music Emo. And you can find me online uh, on my website. You can go to www.emoleblanc.com. Check out all my stuff on there. There's my music and all things like that. You can also find me on YouTube. And hopefully in due time, we will increase the technology of this podcast so that I can have a theme song. But until then, thank you for tuning in and listening to Emo What? And I appreciate any comments that you might have. You have yourself a good week. I'll see you next Tuesday.